You're listening to Once, episode 230, Souls of the Departed, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. And welcome back to Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And Jeremy is out traveling right now, so he's taking a little break from the podcast for a couple weeks. And we have some fun conversation for you in the meantime. It's exciting to have Once Upon a Time back. And we had access to this episode for a couple weeks before the episode aired publicly. But I didn't watch it. Jenny didn't watch it, but Hunter and Jacqueline and Matthew Paul from our whole team on Once Podcast have watched it before this, and they gave it 7 out of 10 and then said they'd probably upgrade that rating after rewatching it. I would give this episode <laughs> maybe a 7 out of 10 as well, and I might upgrade that more after rewatching it as well. What do you think, Jenny? You know, I think I'd give it a 7 out of 10 as well. I'm not going to rewatch it, though. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot in this that was pulling all the emotions out, (laughs) as well as moments that I felt like cheering because we got to see certain characters again, like Neil and Peter Pan and Cruella was hinted at. Yep. We saw her car. We didn't see Cruella. Cora, one of my favorite villains. Cora and Peter Pan are my two favorite villains (laughs) from Once Upon a Time. Yeah, it was definitely awesome seeing a lot of old characters again. And I'm sure we'll get to see more as well, knowing that... It's very likely anyone who's down here that's a villain has unfinished business. Well, they're here because they have unfinished business. So that's what they were saying. But I'm saying that any villain that's down here is most likely one we're already familiar with. Oh, the blind witch as Uh well. Oh, I loved seeing her again. She was one of my favorites. (laughs) I wanted her to say gravy. Gravy or or butter. Butter. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I was wondering if Graham was going to be down there. Yeah, that's a good question. Does he have unfinished business? That's the thing. So here's for clarification. The underworld we now know is not hell. It's not heaven. It's this limbo place. And then when people are in here, they have the ability to go to either place. Now, Mm -hmm. the writers are being very careful to try to be, I think, religiously neutral. They're not saying heaven. They're not saying hell. And They're, they're not saying purgatory. Yeah. They're just saying underworld, limbo. A better place and a worse place. Yeah. So we may use the terms heaven and hell just because that's what we're thinking. That's because that's what it looks like. That's what it reminds us of. Yeah. But I know that they're not saying that. So that little disclaimer out of the way, we can then have our conversations and use whatever word works best in our minds for describing (laughs) instead of saying someplace better or someplace worse. (laughs) So the underworld is apparently too dangerous and we didn't discover why until the end of this episode yep i was confused about that as well so that's hades Mm -hmm. which i think they picked a great actor to play him yeah he had the long face he just looked like hades even before his hair started doing the fire thing (laughs) i was like you know he could look a lot like hades if they wanted him to it's not quite james wood but greg German is his name. He does play the part very well. He does. He's nice. He's cool. He's... I wonder if we'll see the temper come out. You know, Hades has a temper. Oh, yeah. I think we were seeing a little bit of something with that whole blue fire on his head. Yeah, but 
in the movie Hercules, he kind of explodes. Yeah. And his hair becomes like like fired, his shoulders are burning, and it's a wonderful actually see like a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was prepared to think that Cora was going to be the villain of this season, but then it seems like she was merely an agent for Hades. Yeah. Yeah, like he's using everybody down there. I when when I first saw Cora, my first thought was actually now she has her heart back. Is she gonna be different? Because remember she was given her heart back. And then died. Yeah. Right. Well, I think she is different in that she couldn't tell Regina why Regina should not stay and why it was too dangerous. But at the same time, she she really wanted to protect Regina, and that's her biggest interest. And she had some odd ways of going about it, including giving Henry the chance to leave. That was kind of weird. I need to rewatch that to understand a little mm. bit better how that works out. It seems like that fire then determines whether the person is good or bad and whether they get to go to a better place or a worse place. Yeah, they have to walk through the fire. (laughs) So Cora didn't really do a bad thing. I can't decide whether she did or not because either way it would have been bad. Yeah. Because if Regina had left, that would have been selfish. And if Regina had stayed, then her husband would have had to go through the fire. Right. So, I mean, but it, but it ended up good because Regina chose to stay and he went to a higher place, a better place, however a, you want to say it. A place that was beautiful. <laughs> a place where people are happy. Now, the thing about Henry Sr. reminds me that we got to see tiny Henry Sr. Yeah. And for a little while, when I was seeing the flashbacks, I was thinking, oh, no, please, not more of Regina after Snow White. I feel like we've seen enough of that. Speaking of Snow White and weirdness, that scene with Jiminy and like when <laughs> the, the, yeah. when the queen was squeezing the heart and, and Snow White looked like she was right. That was super weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of just weird. But hey, we got to see Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. A mute Jiminy There he Cricket. was. <laughs> but... Seeing tiny Henry now, I think, legitimizes the flashbacks to me a little bit. Really? Because, remember, back in season one, Regina went to Wonderland to get her father, who was in this little box, and she gave him the mushroom to make him big again. And she said that the Queen of Hearts had taken Henry for leverage against Regina. And we had always wondered, how did Henry get there? I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot. (laughs) We theorized certain things like maybe Cora had some way of getting back to the Enchanted Forest and then stealing Henry and then going back to Wonderland. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. But, you know, this episode also has some of the creepiest things in it, like that mirror (laughs) grabbing Regina and pulling her in. Nicely done. It even had fingers. It reminds me a little bit of... The one and only horror movie I've watched, I oh. think. <laughs> Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist. Oh, I haven't there seen There was that. something kind of similar in concept to that. Oh. And uh, some of the other stuff, like the, the zombie-looking hook was Oh, yeah, he looked weird. beat up. I love the detail of, of their trying to shield that view from Henry. I love that detail. Yeah. I <laughs> guess they didn't want him to have nightmares or something. <laughs> And I really loved that Henry Jr. got to meet Henry Sr. That was neat. That was very neat. Special moment. There were, despite being in the underworld, there were plenty of special moments in this episode. Yeah. 
So what's their mission now? Are they going to try and give everybody in the underworld a, underworld a happy ending? I think so, or help them to move on. But the the thing is, are you really doing someone a favor if by helping them move on and finish their unfinished business, they're going to someplace worse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused about that as well. Or do they have in mind to take everyone out of the underworld and back to Storybrooke? Hmm. I don't know. I thought Regina was more, you know, thinking along the lines of helping people cross the bridge between, you know, kind of a purgatory to kind of a heaven. I think that's what she had in mind. And that's what Hades seems to not want to happen at all. What does he gain? I want them to tell us what does he gain from having people in his purgatory. I think he just loves power and he loves having control over Uh... people and... If everyone is gone, then right. he has no control. He has right. no power. No one to no one, do his bidding. No one to do his nails. <laughs> his toenails. His toenails, yeah. <laughs> and there are plenty of uh, mythologies that go along with Hades and what he wants and his roles, responsibilities, and that kind of thing. And and Jacqueline will probably bring a lot of insight to that in our upcoming full discussion because filling in for Jeremy, Jacqueline will be joining us on Wednesday, March 9th. Go to oncepodcast.com slash live to check that out and see our schedule for all of our live episodes as well as join us for the live shows and our live chat rooms. Now that Once Upon a Time is back, it's a lot of fun to hang out in the chat room during the live airing of Once Upon a Time in Eastern and Central Time because we can chat about mm-hmm. things. We can clarify things with each we other. We laugh at things. Yeah. <laughs> and comment on how ridiculous certain things are. But hey, you know what? Speaking of ridiculous, you know what's not ridiculous? What? Our heroes. Our heroes help this podcast to go to a better place. <laughs> Our heroes for this episode that I would love to thank. I am honored to thank these heroes because they help us bridge the gap between no podcast and a beautiful podcast. Yeah. So thank you in this episode. Thanks to Lisa Slack, David Newland, DJ Firewolf, Tappenbird, and our 27 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for your kind support. We could not do this podcast without you. Really, we seriously couldn't. If we didn't have you supporting the podcast, we might have stopped a long time ago. So thank you very much for supporting. And if you aren't supporting the podcast yet, but you would like to, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and sign up there to be a regular contributor. It can be a contribution of any amount on a regular basis. Two and cents. And we would be very grateful. Could toss in your two cents. <laughs> we would hope it would be more than two cents, <laughs> but do whatever you're able to do. And there are certain fees that are deducted from that. So we get a portion of whatever is given. So I would recommend a little bit more than two cents, but it could be as little as a dollar a month. That's like less than a quarter per episode of one's podcast that we're giving you for free. So please, if you'd like to be a hero to the podcast and help us finish our unfinished business, (laughs) then please go to onespodcast.com slash hero. Daniel, you're the king of segues. (laughs) And speaking (gasps) of segues, let's go back into (laughs) once upon a time. I think this episode legitimizes some other things as well, including one of the kind of filler episodes of Once Upon a Time, The Bear King. That was the one where we saw Merida and Arthur and Zelina and Merida then used this ale to talk to her dead father. Oh, yeah. And we had said, and Jeremy would be thrilled to know that this now is legitimized by this episode. We'd said back then, we hope that ale comes into play again in the future, because that seems like 
something very useful and valuable. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that's the same ale that they used here to be able to communicate with Henry Sr. Yay! I'm so excited that the ale was used again. Yay, yay. Or, yay. Yeah, she's, rep- she's trying to channel Jeremy's <laughs> enthusiasm at the moment. And uh, this also was the same ale that they used to try and communicate with Hook. But where was Hook? I don't know. Wherever he was is bad. This whole thing about the graveyard and communicating, this is one of the things I also need to understand better when we rewatch this, because I couldn't quite understand where are these people? Are they just sleeping in their graves and you wake them up? Or what was that? Or is it like there are multiple underworlds and you can communicate with different ones? It, it was all weird. What if it has anything to do with like the rivers, like the different multicolored rivers coming from Hades? Oh chair that could be yeah there could be some connection there that each of those rivers goes to a different underworld or different (laughs) dimension of some sort it was really cool to see that the underworld is a different version of storybrooke yeah now that makes it easy for them because it means they continue to film in steveston yeah and they don't have to change their sets much (laughs) right but it's really cool for us, I think, because it looked like a slightly post-apocalyptic version of Storybook. Yeah, it does. Or many people, I know in the chat room while we were watching live, pointed out that it's very reminiscent of uh, Planet of the Apes, where there's the Statue of Liberty oh, that's yeah. fallen down. And there's this strange connection then between the underworld and the Dark Curse. And for a while, we thought that Rumpel created the Dark Curse, but he wasn't the one that created it. He merely put the pieces together. He got that recipe, remember, from the creature under the mountain. The Chernabog was guarding it, and he had the Queens of Darkness get the recipe for him. So he didn't create the curse himself. He discovered it. Hmm. I'm now wondering if maybe Hades created that Dark Curse. Hmm. That would probably make sense. So which came first, Storybrooke or the Underworld? I don't know. I would have to think that the Underworld came first because it doesn't seem like enacting the Dark Curse suddenly made the Underworld look like the town that the Dark Curse created. But then why make the Underworld look like a modern town? (laughs) I don't know. I know we can start overthinking this and I'm, I'm bridging on that gap carefully walking across the pit of hell to possibly something greater but we'll not try to dig too deeply there because sometimes when we think too hard we discover way too many problems (laughs) you know what i was thinking when they were walking around saying where is hook where is he where is he i was thinking well where is he usually in storybrook at the sea yeah he's usually at at the docks in his boat or in a tavern (laughs) Or he's with Emma. Yeah. I wonder who else we're going to see down here. And I don't know the spoilers. I know Jacqueline and Hunter do the spoiler segment, and you'll hear from them in our full discussion episode later this week. But with seeing these villains that we've seen or that have been hinted at, I wonder how much more are we going to see of them? Mm -hmm. Like, will Cora be in future episodes, or was Cora being turned back into the Miller's daughter kind of the... Send off. Yeah, send off for her. Now go on to Forgotten Character Island in the Underworld. And maybe the same thing with Peter Pan, that his purpose was just to get that ale for Rumpel. No, 
No, I think Peter Pan's in this for a little while longer. The only thing oh. that bothers me about Peter Pan is he's not an old guy. Because when he yeah. died, he was an old guy. Yeah. Which is weird. Maybe, maybe he made a deal with Hades to get his youth back. I have no idea. But I think he'll be causing trouble in the future for the heroes who are trying to help everybody down there. I expect to see Cruella in person, not just her car, because <laughs> they hinted at, hey, look, Cruella's here. Mm-hmm. And Emma was the one that sent Cruella to the underworld by killing Cruella. Yeah. So I imagine that to be a problem point for Emma. And so what's going to happen with these villains that are there? Are they going to get to go to a better place? Are they going to get back to our world? Or are they going to be sent to a worse place? Or will, will the whole of the underworld be destroyed in some strange way. I just don't know. These and many more questions may never be answered, but (laughs) we're in this for the story and in this to see what kind of stuff is coming. And certainly we hope that you continue to join us for this fun ride of story, of intrigue, of mystery, of myth, of legend. A lot more is coming in Once Upon a Time, I'm sure of it. And this, by the way, was the 100th episode of Once Upon a Time. Wow. So big congratulations to Once Upon a Time. They had a special celebration and a special viewing of this episode, and they celebrated with cake, and most of the cast were able to make it. So congratulations. Happy birthday, Once Upon a Time. Happy 100th birthday. And to celebrate 100th birthday, in case you haven't heard yet, Once Upon a Time has been renewed for a sixth season. Some people might not like that. Some people would be thrilled with that. But what I'm hoping is that this gives them the chance to tell the full story they want to tell. And we don't know how much of a story the writers have had in mind from the beginning. I was theorizing that season five would be the final season of Once Upon a Time. And we don't know how long of a season season six will be. It could be that maybe it's only a half season. It could be a full season. But the thing is that this will give the authors the chance to complete this story arc and potentially bring Once Upon a Time to a complete close with the sixth season. I'm not saying I want it to end, but I do want them to know when it will end because knowing how many episodes they'll have left really helps the story development so that they can take advantage of all the time they had. We saw with Lost, a TV show often brought up with Once Upon a Time because the writers, some of the writers from Lost helped create Once Upon a Time, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. And with Lost, when they knew the end date for Lost, they knew exactly how many episodes they would need to write. They knew what story they could include, what they couldn't, and it really helped them develop the story better. So I hope that whatever the case, however many new episodes Once Upon a Time will get in the sixth season, that it will be good for Once Upon a Time, that the authors and the whole writing team will know how to fit their story into whatever amount of episodes we have left. I thought Um, this season was going to be the last season. Yeah, I thought it was, but they never said that officially. Yeah, I was kind of actually hoping it would be the last season. But I kind of didn't want them to end with the underworld. I wanted them to end with a different story arc. So I'm glad that they Like everybody gets back to the Enchanted Forest. Right, or maybe not necessarily that, but that it would be a better story arc than this. As the series ending, like something even more epic, something with a bigger happy ending, Uh. something that ties back into hope even more, Uh, something that gets us just really excited 
about the ending, about what's happening, about things that are being brought to a close. And I don't think the underworld is the story to do that. And since it's not going to be the last season, I'm thankful that it won't be the underworld story arc that has to end the series. They can end the series with something else. But congratulations to Once Upon a Time for a sixth season. Our other uh, sister TV show that we have a podcast about, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was also renewed for another season. And if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then please go over to welcometolevel7.com. That's our podcast that's not hosted by us. That's hosted on our network, but some of our other friends host that podcast talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, and the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if you like anything Marvel, definitely go check out that other podcast over at welcometolevel7.com. We'd love your feedback for this episode of Once Upon a Time, as we'll be incorporating your feedback into our upcoming full discussion and trying to figure out what's going on, understand some of these things better, look for Easter eggs. So if you noticed something, if you have a theory about something, if something really stood out to you as, whoa, this ties in with this other thing and this other thing, and it it all makes sense now, please send us that great feedback. Our contact information is on the website at oncepodcast.com slash contact, or you can email us directly, feedback at oncepodcast.com. Please connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the ramen noodle. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. Please share this episode with all of your friends. It's at oncepodcast.com slash 230. That's the best way you can support the podcast. Even if you can't contribute monetarily, sharing the podcast with others helps the podcast to grow. And until next time, remember, if we were dreaming, there'd be talking donuts or something. And thanks for listening. One's Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting the podcast. If you would like to be one of them and keep the podcast going to better places, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.